Good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM for Friday, January 13th, 2023. And our top story this morning, the cost of living crisis and sustainable climate action tops the global risks for 2023. And joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Bob Colley is the principal and founder of Colley ESG. Bob, Happy New Year. Great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us in the program this morning. Happy New Year to you too, Jeff. It's, uh, it's great to be here. Yeah, and you know, it wouldn't be a, a new year without talking about climate change, climate action, sustainable investing. And I, I want to start with a conversation. Obviously, you didn't author the report from the World Economic Forum, which basically says that cost of living crisis, now number one, climate action, number two. But I wanted to ask your reaction to this. Um, the I don't want to say the deprioritization, the lowering of the priority of, of climate action by World Economic Forum and its partners. Exactly, I think that that shows the nature of of the investment world in the short term. Um, things come up which are crises right now, and, and clearly the cost of living crisis is 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 a huge deal. As is the war in in Ukraine as, as well. So there are there are definitely short term factors which are huge economic influences in in, in the short term. Um, but as, as the old saying goes that there's things that are kind of important and urgent and not you know there's there's only so much overlap between them and, and i think what is these things are critically important in the short term but the longer out you look the more these long-term trends start to become more and more important and start to dominate so so it shouldn't surprise us that, that in the short term crises are going to arise and, and you know climate's not always going to be the, the single most pressing thing that we have to do today but certainly the longer term horizon that, that you want to look at, the more it becomes. This is something that we cannot afford to ignore. So, so whatever else we're dealing with, unfortunately, um, climate issues and other um, issues around nature and, and ensuring that the environment is is um, properly looked after, um, they, they'll always be there as well. Well, it's always possible to, to walk and chew gum, although sometimes I struggle with doing that. But, but yeah. organizations, governments, they can do... More than one thing, Bob, and and uh, that's certainly, I guess, true here in the short run. As you said, there's inflation, uh, inflation around it, the world. It it's hard hard to buy things. But it, it is. go ahead. Uh, but the, the you raise the, the political issues, and, and unfortunately, politics is very very much a short term game, and they're going to try to fix the short term um, issues in front of them, um, and perhaps it falls on other organizations, other institutions to take the long-term view. You know, investors probably have a longer-term view than politicians do on, on some of these issues. Um, so, so I think we all have a responsibility to, you know, to think about the long-term as well as the short-term. And, and the politicians aren't necessarily always going to be able to do that because of the pressures that they're under. Yeah, uh, it's always about getting the next votes and the next election. Yeah. Bob, but if you, look, if you look at, rather than define it as sustainable investing, if you define it as ESG, isn't cost of living kind of doesn't that kind of fall under that sphere of ESG right you've got environmental you've got social and then you've got governance and to me um it cut again I'm not the expert but it would fall under that definition 
It, 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 it definitely does, because where you have cost of living pressures, the vulnerable parts of society are the ones who are disproportionately affected. Um, you know, casual labour, you know, a lot of people will be living day to day, and, and you know, it's an economic crisis, which is perhaps inconvenient for those of us who are better off, is much more than simply inconvenient for, for people that are not as fortunate. And so I think, yes, these issues all ultimately interact and 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 you know to take the the, the big picture view of, of what's happening um you, you can never completely separate um the, the different issues that we're dealing with and, and a, a good investor is trying to kind of balance as many of these things as they can but as, as soon as the conversation becomes about one topic only to the exclusion of all that all outs and that's not necessarily a good thing because you know the, the, there are always other issues that are relevant to a decision. And and yeah, I mean that's and that's by the way that's kind of what the media does sometimes, right? They always hone in on an issue because it'll get eyeballs. But yeah. but you're right. I mean, life goes on for the rest of us, and we have to kind of focus on these issues. Last question, Bob, before we transition to a commercial break, and that's: Does this lowering of a priority give? Companies that maybe were on the fence about disclosure, data, does it give them kind of an out to say, hey, you know, that's not a, as much of a priority? I'm just, I'm just trying to think about those board meetings that you and I have sat in. I, you're sitting in them more than I am now. But does it give them to say, okay, we, maybe we don't focus on the data part and disclosure part. We've got to focus on helping our employees and helping our customers with cost of living. What can we do? It, it it doesn't give them a legitimate out, but in practice, some people will use this as a reason to to avoid difficult decisions. Uh, you know, it's the classic "what aboutery." It's well, I'm not going to worry about this because there's something over here that that, that can serve as a distraction from it. And 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 companies that are genuinely trying to run a good business for the long term. Uh, um, as opposed to just trying to bump up this quarter's profits or this year's profits, um, are going to, as you say, try to do two things at once. And, and you know, it's not necessarily easy to do. So, so I think the, it is the case that some companies will try to use this as an out from some of the environmental and, and climate issues that they should be looking at. But, but I, I don't think it's justified to do that. Yeah, really good point. Really good point. I, you know, I, I like to take the other side of the contrarian point of view every once in a while. And I just, when I saw this, I'm like, okay, well, it's deprioritizing and maybe people are kind of rethinking on the, around the, the table what they're going to do. Bob, I want to take a very quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about some of the headwinds facing ESG and sustainable investments. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? 
especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Tax audits, tax liens, wage garnishments. Every day we hear stories like this about good folks who are simply struggling to pay their bills. Each of them are living a frightening IRS tax nightmare, and they are afraid it will destroy their lives. I'm a divorced single mom, and my ex-husband left me and the kids with a lot of unpaid bills, including unpaid taxes. I was really starting to show my stress on my kids because the IRS had sent me a letter demanding a huge payment from me. I couldn't afford it. So then the IRS was threatening to garnish my wages. I'm already living paycheck to paycheck. That would have put me over the edge financially. It truly seemed hopeless, but then a friend at work told her to call the tax relief line. The people at the tax relief line, they told me about something called innocent spouse relief. They worked it out so that all of the taxes from my ex are not my problem. I don't know how that works and, and I don't care. All I care about is that I don't owe the IRS a dime and they are not going to take my paycheck. Even if it seems hopeless, you should call the number on your screen right now. There is absolutely no cost for the call or the consultation. You are under no obligation. If you are worried that the IRS could garnish your wages, seize your assets, even take your home, call us right now. The tax relief line is here to help you. Now you have a knowledgeable, professional team of tax experts that are ready to negotiate with the IRS and fight for you to save you money. The Tax Relief Line's professionals have successfully negotiated thousands of cases, reducing and sometimes even eliminating the tax debt for their clients. It's very easy to get started. Simply call the number on your screen right now. You don't have to live in fear anymore. The call and the consultation are free. Well, Bob, thanks so much for staying with us this morning. Really happy to have you stick around for segment number two. No, it's uh, it's always always enjoyable to talk to you, Jeff. So yeah, it's is, really this, great this. to get your insight, and and that's why I love doing these programs. Uh, Bob, let's talk about um, you know the maybe the year in review uh, for sustainable investing, and I just want to tee it up by saying you and I have talked about markets in general, and the way markets work is they're really imperfect. Uh, you try for perfection, but you don't get perfection, and there are winners, less winners, and there are losers. Uh, but but how did sustainable investing do broadly in 2023 or 2022, not 2023? I, I, I would say the, the underlying trend remains that this is something that's that's getting into the mainstream. It's something that people are starting to understand better. Um, but, but obviously, in, in terms of simple performance numbers over 
um, 22 you, you have because oil rallied and, and the fossil fuels did well. I think if you, if you looked at the performance numbers, this would have been one of the, the down years, which every strategy has. So, so I think it's that it's a mixed picture. But, but the overall trend is one that this sector, that it's really it's not that it's is it doing well or doing badly. It's more a question of it's, it's maturing. It's starting to become something which is, you know, people understand what it is and and it's finding its place within the whole kind of investment ecosystem, you know, for, for good and bad. Some people will choose to um, follow these strategies and other people will understand what it is and say, actually, it's not for them. Um, so I, I think there's there's just a lot of things going on. But, but you know, in a single word, I would say it's a question of the industry maturing. Yeah. And, and, and Bob, it's, let's not talk about the po- political aspect of this, because there's always, as you said in segment one, there's always that short termism of political gain. But let's talk about things that happen in the imperfections of the market, which are things like greenwashing or maybe if you want to define it as fraud or not being truthful. I don't know how you know, we're not going to spin it. It's just not following what you said you're going to do. Um, that has kind of reared its head here. And by the way, it happens in other segments of the market, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to get your thoughts on that because there have been things that have kind of beyond the econ- or the headwinds in terms of per- performance. There have other been things that people will say, ah, negative. That's a negative on the, on this particular investment stream. It, it is, and I think that that's part of um, this maturing process that, that I was talking about. So, so it, it, it was, it, and it's probably a good thing in, in that if if ESG is this kind of super hot area that's kind of everybody's interested in for good reasons and bad and it's you, you know you can't afford not to be in this then the people that are just doing this um because they think well i can i can launch a product that i charge a premium price for because this is a hot area you, you don't actually want that to be happening that's not good for investors and and it's not serving this wider social purpose of actually managing the impact that we're having as investors either. So, so it's a lose-lose if people are trying to create ESG products purely out of this kind of response to perceived demand. So, so I think if, if there's a little bit of shakeout within the industry, that's a good thing. Now, unfortunately, the process of shaking out involves realizing that some people are perhaps going into this without the right motives or they may be well-intentioned and just not have actually been doing everything that, that they were intending to do. Um, and it's probably, you know, both of the above have, have happened. Um, so it, it is, it's a, it's a very messy business. Um, and unfortunately, um, you know, we're going to get, you know, the more people that are doing something, the more, some of them are going to be doing it in the right way and some of them are going to be doing it in the wrong way. So so I, I, I don't want to um, make it sound like there's there's a lot of you know, greenwashing going on and so on. I think you know, by and large, the industry is engaging with the longer term issues that it has. Um, it, it's right that we're looking for greenwashing and trying to call it out wherever we see it, but, but it's not the dominant thing within the industry. That's not the main thing that's happening. There are good products being developed, good products that are available um, by firms that, that know what they're doing. So it, it's a mixed story. It's not all bad news. Yeah, and, and we have the habit of going back to our conversation about the media, of tainting everyone with a very broad brush. You look recently at FTX, you look at Madoff, but there are a lot of really good cryptocurrency investors or people that manage crypto. There were a lot of good investment managers back in 2008 that weren't wrapped up in this. So you can't pay with a broad brush. All right, Bob, I'm going to 
I'm not going to put you on the spot, but I want to ask you, what can we expect? What are things that you're looking at on behalf of your clients for 2023? Here we are, uh, January 13th. I'm not a superstitious guy, but it's January 13th, Friday the 13th. So I just want to ask you, what are you looking at uh, for 2023? What, are, what should we be thinking about when it comes to sustainable investing? I, I think the, the, the big thing that we, we could expect to move forward this year is better data to work with. Um, there, there's a lot of initiatives around the world where, where companies are having to report more and more. And, and once you have information that you're working with, the analytics will follow and you can start to do better analysis and we can start to... So, so all of the products that we're talking about um, you know, you're actually working on cleaner data from companies. You're working on more consistent data from companies. So, so I think the more that you have a meaningful numbers that you can work with, the more that this industry is going to be something that's building what we, we what we as investors want, and the, the analysis will be better. Because at the moment, it is still, um, you know, you're trying to interpret data as best you can which creates massive opportunities, incidentally, for the people that are able to interpret the data well. But overall, it's a good thing for the industry if data improves, if consistency improves, and if reporting standards improve. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to see what happens. I mean, it, this is certainly, I think, uh, Europe is still, continues to be ahead of the US. I think there have been some more regulatory changes, but the fund flows look really great in Europe. US, eh, you know, we're, we're a little behind. We're going we're gonna to see how that all kind of plays out. Bob Colley, Always a great uh, event talking with you. Really appreciate having you on the program. And we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Thanks as always, Jeff. Speak soon. And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest on anything we should talk to? Then drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more, and all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, or visit our website, and our over 300 streaming partners. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of BRNAN. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.